Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Your NBC Sports Radio update starts now. The NFL regular season kicking off tonight. That's right, it's finally here. 8.20 p.m. Eastern time on NBC. It all begins with Football Night in America at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. In Chicago, Bears a three-point home favorite right now over the Green Bay Packers. Bears new defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano talking about facing Green Bay. They got... You know, arguably uh, one of the best quarterbacks uh, to play this game in the history of this game. He's surrounded by a bunch of talented players, you know, excellent offensive line, all that stuff. Division game, division rival. I know that Matt will have those guys more than prepared. A new favorite at the Las Vegas Sportsbooks to win the Super Bowl, according to Caesars. The Kansas City Chiefs have overtaken the New England Patriots. Kansas City, 6-1 odds. Patriots are 13-2. Saints come in third at 8-1, followed by the Chicago Bears. At 9-1, rounding out the top five, Eagles and the Rams both are at 13-1. Afternoon Major League Baseball action gets underway in about 30 minutes in Cincinnati. Reds hosting Philadelphia. White Sox on the road at Cleveland, Detroit. They're in Kansas City. St. Louis home for San Francisco. Then the West Coast afternoon matchup. Angels are at the Oakland A's. A couple of decent matchups besides that. In the NL Central, Cubs are at the Milwaukee Brewers. Boston's home for Minnesota. In the NL East, Washington opens up a series at the Atlanta Braves. Team USA at the FIBA World Cup. They've righted the ship. A big win over Japan, 98-45. Though they do suffer an injury, Marcus Smart leaving the game. A left quad strain. He's listed as day-to-day as of right now. Stay Bill 360 protection provides the ultimate protection for your fuel system so you can do more enjoying and less time fighting against pesky fuel issues. I'm Dan Schwartzman. This is NBC Sports Radio and make sure to download the NBC Sports Scores app. Welcome to the following presentation from Richmond Sports Properties. And thanks for listening to Spider Athletics on 99.5 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. Your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders football. It's lunchtime at Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. And it's time for Spider Talk with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman. Today's show is brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, Food Lion, and Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Spider Talk is on the air. Join in online by text at 804-638-9508. By email, spidertalk at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at Spider Voice, at ESPN Richmond or at Spider Football. As Richmond trots in, Ryan Call, a freshman tackle who's in as a wingback. Fourth down and inches to snap the give. Mancuso keeps the left side, turns the corner into the end zone. Touchdown, Richmond. 6-0 spider advantage. 8-53 here in the first. Here's the handoff up the middle. Lots of running room in there. That's Dykes to the 30. Cuts outside. 25-20-15-10-5. Left sideline. Touchdown. And he didn't step out of bounds. What a run by Aaron Dykes. He'll take that one in, and Richmond expands its lead now to 20 to nothing. 10.58 left in the half. Now let's go live to Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, with Coach Huseman. This is Spider Talk on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. Well, it's a new season, it's a new home, and it's a new name for the Richmond Football Coaches Show as we welcome you to the season premiere of Spider Talk from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. Appreciate those of you who are here with us in the house. We hope if you're in the area and you're looking for lunch and some football talk, this is the place you'll be each and every Thursday during the college football season. Bob Black, along with Spider Head Football Coach Russ Huseman, will be talking about the season opening victory 
victory over Jacksonville. We'll get a preview of the upcoming game against Boston College, and we'll talk with a couple of Spiders standouts. Trent Williams from the defensive side, Keiston Fuller from the offensive side will be joining us during the next hour as well. And you heard the ways you can interact on the program as well. We're going more cutting-edge technology this year. No phone calls on Spider Talk, but you can email us, you can text us, and you can tweet us, and we'll constantly remind you the ways you can do that, and we certainly encourage you to do that as well. Or those of you in the restaurant, just come on up and give us your questions, and we'll get answers for you. Russ, congratulations on the season-opening win. Welcome back for another season of Spider Football Talk. Thanks. It's great. It's a great venue here. This is pretty cool. So I'm, I'm excited to be out here, and, uh, again, we get a great crowd, and, and it's, it's, it's great to see all these uh, faces out here in the crowd that uh, – Come and support us all the time. So this should, be a, this should be a good one. Absolutely. I hope our show starts as well as your Spiders started on opening night against Jacksonville. How good did you feel about three and out, eight pl- a 10-play, 80-yard drive, scoop and score for another touchdown, and another three and out? I mean, I don't know that the first quarter of that game could have started any better for your starting units. They were razor sharp. Other than the kickoff, the first kickoff return and our kickoff coverage, I was, uh, you know, we had to have our true freshman kicker make the first tackle of the 2019 season. Great trivia question. (laughs) Which is is scary. But he made a nice tackle, got him on the ground. Uh, We actually didn't even coach him. We just told him, here's the area you got to be, and never thinking it's going to be there for him. And and he he, he made the play. But you're right. I mean, for us to go down there, I guess we went for it on fourth down, uh and one and, and i felt good about doing that no, there was no, not even a question um and then obviously the strip sack and, and mo picking it up and scoring you know great way to start um uh, i thought the energy of our football team uh the focus of our football team from pregame to the to the locker room to to on the sideline was incredible and and they were focused and excited to play the game how predetermined was it and how important was it that on the first play offensively you wanted to put the ball in Xavier Goodall's hands, having missed all of last year with a knee injury, and get him going right away, which he did with a 20-yard gain. Yeah, I mean, the offensive coaches didn't really talk to me about it. We didn't talk about let's get Xavier the ball the first snap. Uh, you know, I let them go, and, and they got they got a, a sweet 16 where they're, they got 16 kind of plays mapped out in uh, – in, you know, obviously getting the ball to Xavier was important to our offensive staff. But as camp went on, Xavier looked better and better and better. So, you know, I wasn't surprised with how he looked. Uh, you know, I, I spoke the other day. Now, and Xavier was in the room, and you were there, obviously. I said, now it's time to not, you know, not let the second-level guy. you got to make some second-level guys miss you. So I think that's the next phase of, of Xavier moving forward here, not only feeling good about cutting and, and running the football, but now, all right, now let's make somebody miss. as we. And that's, I think that's what Xavier does best is to, is to make people miss in the open field, and, and he'll just get better and better as we move forward. All right, how about the quarterbacks? What's your evaluation there, particularly of Joe Mancuso, who played most of the game, 14 of 19, 131 yards through the air, no interceptions, and then running the ball, 11 carries and 77 yards. Now he did have one fumble. Yeah, I think, I think both the guys played well. Um, you know, they weren't asked to do a whole lot in the passing game. Eventually they're going to be asked to do more in the passing game, but – they weren't asked to do a whole lot, but obviously he was very efficient when you're 14 and 19, and, and uh, you know, he got the ball uh, to the right people. Uh, you know, he, he overthrew one. Uh, the guy was open. Uh, but, you know, I thought he, he managed the offense really well. He ran the ball well. He, he ran with authority, and that's what we were looking for. Uh, and then Bo came in and, and kind of did the same things. He ran the ball well and, and threw efficiently, and, and we, didn't, we didn't throw any interceptions, which was huge. The fumble was extremely disappointing, and we went right back on Sunday <laughs> and, and, and started that emphasis and how we're going to hang on to the football. Uh, but, you know, we, we, can't, you know, we can't turn the ball over. I don't, I don't ever want to turn it over, not even one single time. And uh, but you know you know you know you're not going to go through the season with just two turnovers. So uh, the emphasis is there. And, and but I, I was I was pleased with Joe and I was pleased with Bo too. 
with all the talk and conversation about limiting the turnovers, the number was two. The two fumbles, how did you feel about that in general? Obviously, you're looking to get it down to zero, but uh, the way they happened and all of that and all of the emphasis that was on it, what's the evaluation of, of the two turnovers? Uh, disappointing. Um, you know, both of those – you know, what? both of them were, were – they're in the crowd. You know, somebody's getting them down on the ground and then somebody comes in. And we got to emphasize, and, and our guys know this, and we've emphasized it is, is as you're getting tackled, I mean, you gotta you gotta put your second hand on the ball, and and we spent Sunday, you know, everything we know, the second hand on the ball, second hand on the ball, and that's when the fumbles occur, is when you get, you know, whether whether you're going to the ground. Uh, people are bringing you to the ground, and then somebody is just pulling on that thing at the very end, and and that's when we get them too. I mean, you know, the fumble we caused, you know, it was we're bringing him to the ground, and then a hand popped. You know, Colby got the hand around and popped the back of the ball, and and it jumps out of there, and 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 fortunately we scooped and scored on it. But you know, those those are things that it's hard to simulate. I mean, it's just got to be a mental thing when, when you're in traffic and, and you're going down that the, the second hand has to come on the ball. And hopefully we learned a lesson. Hey, speaking of the turnover that the Spider defense forced, you mentioned Colby Ripton rips it out and Mo picks it up and rumbles 56 yards for the touchdown. How much did that kind of set the tone on that Spider sideline Thursday night? I mean, it was great. I mean, I think that was a fourth down. They were going for it on fourth down, so we were getting the ball back anyway. But fortunately, we got the ball back with a touchdown. And uh, so uh, I, I'm pretty sure, and as soon as Colby had him, the first thing in my mind was, all right, we got a fourth down stop. Maybe I'm wrong. Was no, you're it? right, fourth and three. Um, you know, I was, that's the first thing I thought was, all right, we got a fourth down stop. And then the ball pops out, and then you got a touchdown. And, and uh, so – you know that was good to see, and you know once once Mo had it, there was nobody even close to him. The only disappointment I had was that uh, you know we got the unsportsmanlike penalty because we were snapping a picture of two guys you know taking a knee, and 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 I, I guess some of it happened throughout the CAA this week because we just got a um, an email. And the emphasis now, and they gave us a list of things. I mean, there was a list of like 12 things. If they do this, it's a penalty. If they do this, and it's the Superman thing, and it's the obviously the shot, you know, the gun thing, they're going to be unsportsmanlike conduct. So, you know, obviously they saw us snap the picture, the photograph, and then, uh, but I, I'm sure it was around the league, and, and the officials sent it out, word out that they're going to be called and it's going to be an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. And if you get two of them, you're out of the game. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's something that they're, they're, they're going to get rid of. And, uh, you know, if our kids want to celebrate, celebrate with each other. How much of that was an emphasis on Sunday to go along with turnovers? Well, it was an emphasis <laughs> after this touchdown oh. when I found <laughs> the three culprits on the sideline. So I tracked all three of those guys down immediately. Um, and then, you know, obviously we talked about it and, and, you know, went before the game, you know, sometime here in the next day or so before we play, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make sure our guys understand that these things are not allowed to happen and they know it, you know, uh, uh, I love Brandon Feimster, good player, great kid. And you guys will love him too, as you get to know him, but you know, he was the one, and, and he looked at me and, and said, Coach, I didn't know you weren't allowed to do that. And I said, come on, you played four years at Duke, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that didn't fly, did it? That did not fly whatsoever. <laughs> hey, last thought in this segment on the, the Jacksonville game and not so much on the strategy and X's and O's and opponents, but now that it's behind you, the whole Thursday night thing, playing the game then, how did that go for you guys and the team? And knowing that you got a couple extra days, on the back end of it to start preparation for Boston College? I thought it was excellent. I, I've never been a Thursday night fan, um, but I thought the, the atmosphere was great. Our students were great. And, uh, you know, if, if they can say we'll guarantee you that every first game, then I'm, I'm bought in because I thought it was a, a great atmosphere, you know, a great crowd, and, and the students were involved and, and – so, I, you know, I, I thought it was really good. I was really pleased with it. 
Perfect timing to take a break. Uh, Janelle just brought your lunch, so we'll let you get started on that. We'll bring up our players after the commercial break. We have Trent Williams and Keiston Fuller with us on the premiere of Spider Talk from Buzz and Ned. So go dive into your food, Russ, and we'll be back after the commercial break, okay? Thank you. We'll do that. So the Spider Talk will continue in just a moment on 99.5-1027-FM, 950-AM, ESPN. Trent Williams, Keiston Fuller coming up next on the Spider Sports Network. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue is the official barbecue of the University of Richmond Spiders. Come enjoy our real 100% wood-cooked barbecue while you cheer on the home team. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue uses recipes handed down for over 150 years and is now available inside Robin Stadium. Can't make it to the game? Visit us on North Boulevard in The Fan or on Thursdays at noon at West Broad in Old Parham in the West End for the Spider Talk Radio Show with Coach Russ Huseman. For more information, visit us at buzzandneds.com. Buzz and Ned's and the Richmond Spiders, a winning combination. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. Serving Richmond and beyond for over 20 years, Bonaire Shell features a full line of automotive services. Check out BonaireShell.com, loaded with coupons, specials, and more to see all that they can do for your car and your peace of mind. And now with their Fuel Rewards program, you can save at least five cents per gallon on every fill-up. Learn more at FuelRewards.com. Go see the team at Bonaire Shell, 8762 West Huguenot Road. Go to BonaireShell.com or call them at 272-3232. That's 272-3232. Hi, I'm Dale Jones, an agronomist with Virginia Green. That's a soil scientist. I'd like to show you how Virginia Green's local expertise can bring out the green in your lawn. But this is radio, so I can't. Instead, I'll sing you a song. Your lawn can be green, greenest green you ever did see. Pretty and lovely and free of weeds, particularly when watered regularly. Stop! Aeration time! Did I mention I'm a soil scientist? See how Virginia Green can bring out the best in your lawn at virginiagreenlawncare.com. Richmond football takes on Elon Saturday, September 14th at 6 p.m. Ticket packages include the Spider Brews Craft Beer Tasting Event. And it's a Buffalo Wild Wings Spiderlings Kids Club Night with a gyrosphere, face painting, and more. Visit richmondspiders.com. The timeout's over. Now more Spider Talk with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman. Live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue on 99.5 and 102.7 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. And there goes Howard again, picking his way up the middle at the goal line. He's hit by Johnson, but he falls into the end zone. Touchdown. Spiders score quickly on the five-yard run there by Howard. And Richmond gets that scoring strike back. 27-6. Spiders 6-17 remaining in the first half. Spiders back in action Saturday at Boston College, Atlantic Coast Conference foe, 3.30 air game time, 3 o'clock air time here on 99.5, 1027 FM, 9.50 AM ESPN. Matt Smith, Chris Anderson, and I will have the call for you. We'll tell you about the video information a little bit later uh, in the show. It will also be up on our website. The game is on the ACC Network Extra, and we'll explain to you what that means a little bit, and then we'll have the information out there for you as well. All right, the highlight you just heard was an offensive highlight for the Spiders. I was actually going to start with the veteran, Trent Williams, and bring him on first, but since we played an offensive highlight, the Milan Howard touchdown i'll turn to our other guest the newcomer one of the spider newcomers keiston fuller spider wide receiver and talk a little bit of offensive football to start this segment we welcome our two special student athletes to our program today from buzz and neds uh keiston first of all welcome good to have you with us thank you thank you appreciate it what was your evaluation of the offense's performance thursday night particularly the first half when when you guys really played pretty much every snap the first first string guys did uh, well, yeah, I was definitely impressed with the running game um, and what the offensive line was able to do, opening up massive holes for our backs to run through. And um, I had fun blocking on the perimeter for everybody, too. So I, I think we, we did a great job, and we're looking forward to doing more of the same this weekend. Now, I appreciate you saying that, but what do you mean a wide receiver having fun blocking on the perimeter? Isn't there something a little more fun that you'd rather be doing out there on offense? I mean, I feel like, you know, football is fun so you got to love every aspect of the game and I think blocking is something that's undervalued especially on the perimeter but um, if you make it fun it's, it's very rewarding in the end. 
All right, you had three catches for 27 yards Thursday, but we didn't see your entire repertoire, and I'm not trying to give everything away to the Boston College Eagles or whatnot, but for our fans here who maybe didn't get out to practice and hadn't really seen you yet, give us a little bit of an idea of what they're going to see from Keiston Fuller. A lot of speed. I uh, plan on picking it up and putting it down and, and you know, just being the guy to, to take off the top of the coverages, and so that's, that's what's to come. Russ, what did you guys as coaches like about Keiston when you were looking to bring in some wide receivers? And obviously you had to bring in some guys who could catch the ball this year because I think we talked about this. The top seven statistical guys who caught the ball last year were all gone. So you had quite an opening for wide receivers. Well, the first thing is you could see on film because he sent, you know, a lot of practice film to us. And, you know, he had been banged up a little bit. I think he had a really significant injury early in his career. I mean, that was really significant. But um, – you know, we watched him practice film. He could run. And, uh, you know, the first thing we said was we need to replace uh, Cortrell. And we watched him, and he could he could run. He was dynamic. And uh, we got nothing but great reports about him as a player, a worker, a person. And that's all part of the process, too. I mean, you know, you know he send, if he sends us film, and we, we're just not going to watch the film. We're going to find out about him and, and the Duke coaches. Loved him. Uh, they all said he can come help you. He can play. And so we were, you know, once we heard that, you know, it was no question taking him. But, you know, some of the practice film was really impressive. And, and I was surprised that he, you know, he wasn't playing more than he was at Duke. <laughs> but, again, I, I don't know what they got over there. I just know we're fortunate that, uh, that he's here and uh, we're excited about him. Trent Williams, did you get a chance to cover Keiston Fuller during preseason camp? And what was it like? And who won those battles from your perspective? Um, I did a little bit. Uh, he doesn't really play in the slot that much, yeah. but I think it was kind of 50-50. I'm not going <laughs> to say You can brag way. here. It's okay. It's a talk show. You're allowed to brag. Uh, he had his days. I had my days. All right. Hey, uh, go back to the injury, if you don't mind, Keiston. It was a knee injury, and his coach said, pretty significant. Tell us a little bit about it and what the rehab was like to get back to where you are today. Uh, yeah, so I fractured my tibial plateau. Um, I had to get two screws put in my right knee, um, but everything is 100% now. I also had a slight meniscus tear um so while they put the screws in they went ahead and repaired that for me but uh, it was a lot of quad stuff i couldn't bend my knee i didn't have like all the range of motion and stuff and since it was a bone they didn't want me to bend it much until the bone actually healed um but there were ways for me to do like leg raises different weights and stuff and um you know i think i recovered pretty well yeah for sure what was that like what was the recovery like for you when the game you love so much is kind of taken away not kind of it was taken away for you for a significant period of time yeah it was definitely tough um the guys used to come in the training room i used to be in there early so the guys come in the training room getting that ankle tape and stuff and just asking how i am and stuff and i'm like i'm good y'all guys do y'all thing i'm gonna be back before y'all knew it and um you know it was a little disheartening but it's all good i feel like everything happens for a reason so you know i was in there giving my best and i know they was out there giving their best so i just did what i could do to you know get back when it came time to leave Duke and make a move, as Coach Usman said, you sent tape, you sent some game tape, you sent some practice tape. What was that process like as a graduate transfer moving on as opposed to your recruitment when you were a high school player? Um, I think, like here, they made it easy for me to come in. You know, they made me feel welcomed and, and made it like, you know, we need you, we want you to play right away, whereas – Coming out of high school, you don't really know what these coaches have and plan for you. Um, they tell you one thing, and, you know, you might be doing something else. My story is I went to Duke as a receiver, but the first day at camp I was playing corner, and I had never huh. backpedaled, never covered anything like that. And I was like, okay, well, we'll give it a shot. But then right after the first camp ended, they moved me back to receiver. So. You know, it's tough, but they had a plan for me. They came, they brought me in, showed me exactly what I was going to do, and that's all it's been. On the other hand, Trent Williams, you're a veteran of this team. You've been here a while. What are you feeling this year? What's the vibe with this Spider team that is maybe, hopefully, different than it was a year ago? Um, I think it was the intensity and practice throughout all throughout camp. You know, we had some, some new transfers come in, like Keaston and, and Brandon Fuller. I mean, Brandon Finkster. <laughs> and so it just raised the competition level completely in practice. Um, how did you guys kind of welcome these FBS transfers, particularly the guys who are only going to be here for one year? I mean, there's five FBS transfers. Bo's going to be here for a while. But the other one will have a year to kind of get to know you guys, to experience all of this. How did you kind of make them feel welcome uh, in the locker room and on campus? Um, we just, I don't know, we just be their friend. We just, 
something. We just talk to them. Nothing. We don't act like we don't know them or nothing, you know. You're really high on this group of FBS transfers, aren't you, Russ? Oh, yeah. I, and, and, again, I think um, our players want to win. And, you know, like I said, if you could go out and play DB for him right now, Trent's going to love you, man. If you, if you can cover somebody and get them on the ground, he's your best buddy. And so these guys can play. They're going to help us win games. But I think, I think in, in our players know that they're, they're good guys. I mean, they're not coming in here. They didn't try to take over right off the bat. You know, they, you know, they, 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 it, it took them a while to say, all right, I'm, I'm going to start trying to lead some. And uh, so I think, uh, I mean, you guys haven't been around them as much, but I have, and, and great people. Tremendous families, and, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to welcome them in. But I think and it, for them being selfish, who can help me win a game? And if Keeson come in can help us win a game, you probably like him a lot more, don't you? <laughs> uh, I heard an interview on one of our afternoon shows yesterday. Matt Josephs on Border to Border had Brandon Feimster on the air, and I think Charlie Fessler is his roommate, but you spend a lot of time with those guys over there. So we got kind of a law firm going here of Fuller, Feimster, and Fessler. That's a broadcaster's nightmare right there. Uh, what is that chemistry like, Keiston, amongst you guys? Uh, and I don't mean to leave out uh, Jimmy Marques, who's the, the fourth FBS transfer, but I know Brand, uh, Brandon particularly spoke about that yesterday. Yeah, I mean, uh, so we all live together, Charlie, me, Brandon, uh, and we live with Reed and Tim as well. But uh, we always have people over to the house, you know, just to hang out, watch TV, have a good time, and play with my dog, uh, Snacks. So uh, Snacks. We, we all have a great time out there, and, and it's a real friendly environment out there. We have a great time. Sounds like you have uh, kind of ingratiated yourself pretty well yes, to this point. So it's mm-hmm. gone all right for you, certainly. All right. Um, Trent, give me a, I, I asked. I asked for an evaluation of the offense from Thursday. How about from the defense, uh, particularly the first half and especially that first quarter when you were getting three and outs and you got the uh, strip of the football and the, and the scoop and score? I think overall we play uh, well as a defense. You know, anytime you have a defensive touchdown, that's a good day. Um, we only gave up one touchdown. And it was on an unscouted tree play. So, I mean – I think we played well overall, and I found, for me personally, that was my first time ever playing against a triple option team, so I know that was probably the same way for some of my teammates first, so for us to come out there and play at the level that we did, it was a great day. How challenging was that? I want to talk about that a little bit, because that's an offense that we don't see very often in the CAA, that's for sure. How challenging was that for a first game for you guys on defense? Uh, it was pretty challenging, because um, it's really like assignment based, like you just got to do your assignment, and if you don't do your assignment, it's a big hole in the defense, so... Uh, it's all about just doing your job. Russ, I was thinking about this, and, and you made the comment. I think you and a couple of the defensive coaches were very familiar with triple option because when you were at Chattanooga, there were probably two or three teams that, that ran that triple option. So what was it like trying to translate all the knowledge that you guys had as coaches to players who had really never experienced it before? Yeah, my eight years there, some years it was three, and towards the end it was just two. But, uh, you know, we had, for years, we just kind of developed what we wanted to do. And, and we would see what worked, what didn't work. We, get, we were very familiar with, you know, here's, what, here's how they want to attack this. So we weren't practicing plays just to practice plays. We were practicing it specific. Like we'd tell Trent, you know, here, trap option could be coming to you. Or here's, here's what you're going to see from the, the slot receiver. And that was eight years of compiling. And you guys watched a lot of the Chattanooga film and, and – uh, and that's kind of what we should obviously you have to show Jacksonville film but you know as far as learning the techniques and I'll say something about Trent too Trent's one of the most unselfish players on this football team Trent does not care now obviously he's going to be a great free safety for us and he's going to play free safety the rest of the way but we asked Trent to move to the dime position because we knew how important that position was and um, he did it uh, last year, we, if we had to have him a corner, he did it. If we had to have him wherever, you know, he does it. And, and really unselfish and, and, and uh, awful proud of him. And, and now he's kind of back to free safety this week. So he's back to his normal deal. But he came in and, and like you say, he had no idea what the triple option was about and trusted us to say, here's, here's, the be- here's what's best for our defense right now. Let's, let's do it. So uh, appreciate that. I know you had a lot on your plate from what Coach Usman just said, but it, 
during the game, does it get a little boring back there? I mean, they only threw the ball 12 times the, the whole game, and that's probably a lot for a triple option team. But you have to kind of guard against, okay, here comes another run, here comes another run. Here, how did you kind of mentally handle that? Um, it did get a little boring, especially a lot of the runs were going away from me. So I just anytime a play came my way, I just tried to make the most of my opportunity and uh, you know do my job and make the play. Well, that's going to change this week. Entirely different opponent, entirely different style. We're going to take a break here at the bottom of the hour, and we'll look ahead. We'll get some thoughts from both of these guys on playing Boston College, going up to BC. Uh, obviously, there's been some FBS experience here. We'll talk about that and what it's going to be like going up against an entirely different offense from the Boston College Eagles. We'll do that in the second half hour of Spider Talk from Buzz and Ned's, 8205 West Broad Street. And I'll tell you what, if you're in the house, would love to get a question or two from people who are here in the restaurant. And I actually have tickets and passes to the Brew event coming up for the Elon game. So during the break, you don't even have to go on the air. I know everybody's shy here in the restaurant. But during the break, come on up and give me your question. We'll ask it of the crew up here, and you can win tickets uh, and passes to the Elon game. So that's your assignment. During the commercial break, we'll be back with Keiston Fuller, Trent Williams, head coach Russ Huseman. We'll move on to BC when we continue on Spider Talk on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. Make a big play with huge savings from Food Lion this tailgate season. Score fan favorites for your pregame party like chips and dip, fresh cut fruits and veggies, ice cold drinks, and savory snacks. Plus, you'll find all your grilling essentials so you can cheer on your favorite team all at affordable prices. Our low prices make it easy to put together a game-winning spread for tailgating with friends and family. Food Lion has everything you need to kick off your pre-game party. This is our home. That's our Food Lion. Lux Chevrolet has been the Chevy truck expert since 1916, and they've got something for everyone. There's economical SUVs like Trax and Equinox, people haulers like Traverse, Tahoe, and Suburban, and pickups like the mid-sized Colorado to the one-ton Silverado. Let Luck find the right fit for your job or lifestyle. Call them at 804-798-9261. Shop online at LuxChevrolet.com or stop by their convenient lot on U.S. Route 1 in Ashland and buy your next truck from Luck. Lux Chevrolet since 1916. Diamonds Direct's most incredible offer ever is going on now. Five years, zero interest financing on any purchase with no money down. How about that $5,000 designer ring for less than $85 a month? It's smart, it's easy, it's unheard of. You can even finance 100% of the purchase price. How about a $3,000 pair of earrings, just $50 a month? Fine jewelry has never been more affordable. But hurry, this is a limited time offer. Five years, zero interest on approved credit only at Diamonds Direct. Short Pump, West Broad Village. I was running a 10K. At mile three, I had chest pains. Lying in the ER, I thought about my dad. He had had his first heart attack at age 45. I thought about my life. I ate cinnamon rolls, I barely exercised, and I drank five sodas a day. I had two young kids. I had to clean up my act. So I started eating right, exercising, and I lost 40 pounds. I found my mission in life. I wanted to reward others who made healthy choices too. So I created Health IQ to save people who live a healthy lifestyle money on life insurance. It's simple. We start by shopping the top 30 life insurance companies. Then we apply our exclusive healthy lifestyle savings, which can save you up to 41%. Health IQ is the only company with these special rates. To save up to 41% on your life insurance, call 888-420-0521 and compare quotes. Call Health IQ at 888-420-0521. 888-420-0521. Covering our local teams with a local passion. We're dedicated to the most sports talk for true RVA sports fans. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Let's get back to Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue for more Spider Talk. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Russ Huseman, live on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. Option pitch left side. Spider string it out, and I'm not sure if he got enough. Is Riley across the 45? Is Johnny and Callhill in there with penetration? And they're going to stop him short on fourth down. Richmond will get the football back. Part of an outstanding defensive performance by the Spiders last Thursday night in the victory over Jacksonville. 
at Robin Stadium. Welcome back to Spider Talk. Bob Black with head coach Russ Huseman. Thank you for being in the house. Those of you who are here at Buzz and Ned's today, bring your friends next week. We'll be here each and every Thursday, noon to one during the college football season. And we also thank you for tuning in as well on ESPN Richmond and our Spider Sports Network. All right, Spiders are 1-0, and so is this week's opponent, the Boston College Eagles, with an impressive win over Virginia Tech, 35-28, last Saturday afternoon in a game that was televised on the new ACC Network. I know both of our player guests watched that game on Saturday. Trent, let me start with you because we do want to talk about BC's offense, entirely different offensive game plan coming at you. As you watch that game on Saturday, what type of things are you looking for as a football player, let alone a fan just watching a good ACC college game before you get the tape where you can start rewinding and focusing and that sort of thing? Uh, well, as a football player, just looking to see how, uh, how they play, like how they're physical, you know, what type of what type of plays they run. Are they more run-based or more pass-based? And they're definitely more run-based and more of a physical style, style of offense. And yet they did throw the ball pretty well Saturday. I think everybody talks about A.J. Dillon, who's an All-American running back, certainly. But they got some guys who can fly at wide receiver, didn't they? What did definitely, you see from them? Definitely uh, some, some great athletes. And quarterback had a great day, so made some good throws. Keaston, how about from your perspective as you looked at the Boston College defense and watched that game, what kind of things were you looking for? Um, I was really looking more so for the coverages, but uh, one thing that jumped out at me was the the front four guys that they have, um, the defensive linemen. They played played very well um, also, but um, I did see some things that they did well in the secondary. Um, but Virginia Tech also did some very interesting things to, to you know, kind of exploit the coverages, and um, I think that's that'll be it'll be an interesting matchup Saturday. How much can your experience as a former FBS player at Duke help not only you, but how much can you pass along to teammates? Obviously, we've played an FBS game virtually every year, but you obviously were playing at Duke game in and game out. Uh, yeah, the biggest thing that I would say uh, that I pass along to the teammates is that like their attitudes uh, toward the game, they're going to come out and play hard. You know, They might not be as... as you know, chirpy at you, it's talk much trash to you, but you're going to feel the attitude that they have, like, based on their physical presence, especially um, Boston College, with them being, like, one of the bigger teams in the ACC uh, as far as physically. Trent, how do you approach a game like this? You've had the opportunity to play FBS games before. Uh, this will be your last go-around with one. How do you kind of approach this one? Um, just have a great attitude towards the game, great focus, preparation, you know, watch a lot of film, practice well. Russ, it's already Thursday. You've already been through most of your practices. What's the preparation been like this week for BC? Good. Uh, I think they're our guys are excited, and uh, you know preparation's fine. We still got one more practice tomorrow morning uh, uh, to get ready, and uh, but you know we had a walk through today, and, and hopefully we got a lot out of that, and then practice tomorrow, and and then and get on a plane and go and. Uh, these guys are workers. I mean, and, and they'll work and they'll study and, and they want to be really good. So, uh, I, you know, the preparation part, you know, now we just got to go have fun, relax, and make plays. I mean, you know, if, if you if you go out there and, and you play to not lose, if you go out there and just say, I better not get do this. I mean, just if you just go out there and cut it loose, go make plays and, and have some fun, you know, good things will probably happen as the game progresses. Hey, uh, you were asked yesterday at your weekly press conference about A.J. Dillon and about having to go tackle a 250-pound running back, and you said, we will probably see a 250-pound running back in the CAA this year, and we'll probably be able to tackle him. This guy at 250 pounds is a whole different level, isn't he? Yeah, he and Trent can probably because Trent's probably watched him quite a bit too. But he's an excellent player. I remember watching last year, and I'd see Boston College on a TV game in some capacity, and and uh, and as I'm watching the game, I know we're playing him this year, and I'm looking, I'm saying, please let that guy be a junior, please <laughs> let him be a junior, and then they put sophomore, and I went, ah, and then I'm watching a quarterback, and I'm saying, please let that guy be a junior, please, and, and then redshirt or freshman or whatever, so you knew they were coming back, and, and those were the two that really jumped off the screen at me, uh, even last year as I'm watching, uh, and it's a challenge, it's a fun challenge, I mean, uh, you know, these guys, these guys got to they they got to be excited to to play against somebody like uh, like that running back that uh, Boston College has and and I hope they're excited and and uh, and want to compete and and uh, and play great against him. 
yesterday at the press conference. Brandon Feemster was our defensive guy who was up there, and Trent, he made the comment and said, I am excited to be playing real football again, meaning what you were talking about earlier. We don't have to worry about all this triple option stuff. I know they're going to come at us with big, strong guys, but at least it's real football again. Do you kind of echo that? How do you kind of approach it? Uh, yeah, I, I feel the same way. You know, like I said, that was, my, that was our first time ever playing uh, triple option team, so it was good to get back to you know, our normal, our normal deal. How much can you guys as defensive backs help? Because it's going to have to be a gang tackle operation against A.J. Dillon uh, uh, when we get out there on Saturday afternoon. Oh, definitely. We're all going to have to fly to the ball. You know, watching film, you know, it's always three or, three or four guys having to take them down. So us coming in and cleaning up, you know, is going to be very important. What else did you see defensively from them uh, from Boston College uh, on Saturday? And what have you seen on, on tape this week? What have you kind of worked on? me and as well as everybody else is the the man-to-man defense uh last week they were supposed to show us a man-to-man but that never really showed up but i'm more than sure boston college will play some man-to-man and that's definitely something that has me excited uh, a lot of one-on-one matchups for everybody and we got a great plan going in to get everybody looks and, and exploit uh different areas that we see that we can exploit and Russ, again, on the other side of the ball, this is a Boston College team offensively. When you watch the game on Saturday, you'll look for this, uh, that they will play two tight ends to go along with a huge offensive line. I think you were telling me even sometimes three tight ends on that, that offense. So that's a little bit different that you'll prepare for. Yeah, you actually saw 14 personnel too, didn't you? Wow. So four, four tight ends. Tight ends. <laughs> uh, so they, they, there's ne- it's, it's always at least two tight ends in there. And they're, and they're bunched up pretty good, aren't they, Trent? I mean, they, they're going to they're gonna pack them in there, and, and they're going to say we're going to try to knock you off the ball and, and try to get creases in there and then throw play-action pass. But it's a lot of – I mean, it's, it's not a whole – now they'll get in third and long, and they'll spread us out, and then, then, then hopefully we're making plays on the ball and, and things like that. But, you know, for <clears> – <throat> You know, for the most part, I mean, it's bunched in there pretty good, and and uh, they're well coached. I mean, they do it. They do a tremendous job. I've been so impressed watching Boston College uh, on film, and, and and these guys can probably tell you too. They're they're, they're you can see on film that they're well coached. They're they're not out of position. They they know how to tackle. They, you know, they they're just a lot a lot of positive things, and and um, so. Yeah, we, we got a challenge, but uh, like I say, all the, I, I love our football team. I love our attitude. And, uh, and so we're going to go relax and go play and, and see what happens. Hey, let me finish up with these guys, and they've been very polite because they both have their lunches right in front of them, and neither one has been talking and eating at the same time. So, parents, you brought these kids up extremely polite and extremely well. So I'll finish up with them. We'll take a break. Russ and I will finish up, and we'll let these guys uh, go eat. Yes, Trent Trent has uh, his mom here today uh, at the show. We always like to have a local guy so that they bring some family with them into the restaurant um, as well. So we do appreciate you, you being here today. What's that? Uh, he didn't have me on. What's up is. with that? <laughs> well, I should be on all the time because I may say something funny, but a lot of times I won't. We might hear. But you I love to have the moms you. show up. The dads never show up. The moms are always here. <laughs> I love the moms. Are you a mama's boy there, Trent, or what? Huh? I would have to say I'm a mama's boy. Yeah, you should. Absolutely, you should. Hey, one of the things Coach Huseman talked about all summer long and really since the end of last year was making changes in the program so that we get better, so that things are different than they were last year. One of those significant changes for you guys, and I know you weren't here last year, but it may have been a change from a Duke also, was practicing in the morning as opposed to in the afternoon. And for as long as I've been at Richmond, it's been a long, long time, I can't really remember a, a team that consistently practiced in the morning as you guys did, not only during preseason camp, before there were even classes, but now even with classes underway, you're still going in the morning. How has that been, Trent? What's been the, the kind of transition to doing that? Oh, it's definitely been different. Um, but I think it's better. It gives us more time throughout the day, you know, after class for us to, you know, get our homework done or, you know, watch some more film and stuff like that. How much did it change when classes started? I mean, I guess during the preseason camp it's not as bad because you don't have any classes to worry about, but is it kind of a, a, even a different routine for you now? Um, a little bit, not really. You know, mo- oh, most of the time our classes were, were you know, at 9 or 10.30, mm-hmm. but uh, – I think the earliest class we can have now is 10.30 because we got to practice at 9.45 or so. So, no, it's not, it's not really that different. Are you a morning guy? 
no. Most college students are. See, he answers questions honestly, too. So, um, did Duke do any of that, or is this something new for you as well, Keaston? Yeah, so we practice in the morning, um, and I am a morning guy. I call myself an old man in the locker room (laughs) since I've been doing this for a while now. Uh, get up and get my oatmeal in me. So I like to get my work done in the in the earlier part of the day and then just have the rest of the day to do like what Trent said, you know, for your school work, watch a little extra film or whatever the case may be. Did you find that most of the guys uh, followed your lead a little bit and they did start to pick it up in the morning? Or how tough was that for some of these guys to get the motor going? Yeah, you still see some long faces in the morning, <laughs> uh, a lot of guys, you know. But it, they're getting used to it, and they once you get them to the field, um, it's all energy from there. So they, they make the adjustment very well. Hey, one more, one more thing for you, and I'm, I'm hopeful we'll have you back again before this year is out, certainly, and, and can talk some more about this. But when you were at Duke and even here at Richmond, uh, you're, you're a real believer in the weight room aren't you? I mean, you won an award at Duke when you were a freshman for strength and conditioning. Um, and normally, I would think of like an offensive or defensive lineman would be in that category, a linebacker. But here is a wide receiver um, who's just embraced that weight room. How come? Um, so funny story. One of my old well, friends of the family, Coach Nash from back home, he always said, you know, if you walk by the weight room, you might actually get a little bit stronger, you know, because I was a real skinny dude. I was like, look, I'm going to run past people. I don't need to worry about being strong. But um, going to, like, a, to an ACC school, and or just not even ACC school, but the next level in football, um, you need to be stronger, you know. And like I said, I like to block. And part of that is because I'm strong enough to make it happen. So, you know, it's real rewarding um, to, to go in the weight room and, and feel yourself get stronger and see yourself get stronger, too, because I think I look a lot different than 170 Keeson did uh, <laughs> now. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I love the weight room. Do you think that's inspiring some other guys? And that's a little bit of a leading question, because over the summer we did an interview with Charlie Fessler, our, our transfer from Northwestern. And we got to talking about the other transfers. And he said, well, Keaston Fuller came in, and the first thing he did was went into the weight room and started lifting weights, and he inspired me to go battle him in the, in the weight room. Is that an accurate, accurate story? You're laughing about that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I used to make sure I worked out right beside him in the weight room. I made sure my platform was beside him. And I was like, hey, Charlie, would you like what? put some more weight on the bar man let's let's go like let's let's do that you know and uh and i think he he definitely accepted the challenge um i think he definitely got better and um you know actually me and trent used to live beside each other too so they see the the work ethic they see that i like the weight room and i think it just made for a better atmosphere you know everybody wanted to attack the weight so um that was good to see trent how you doing in the weight room i'm doing good i'm doing well in the weight room. keeping up with him yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah funny story though uh uh before keaston before keaston got to school i followed him on instagram and I would always, I would always like look at his Instagram story and everything. All the time, he was just lifting weights, or just doing squats or something. I was like, this guy loves to lift. <laughs> and the rest of the team now yeah. loves to lift right <laughs> along with you. What are you thinking of all this conversation here, Coach Usman? Well, I, I gotta say, our team liked to lift before Keaston got here. Uh, you know, I love Keaston, but you know, we, we were we were lifting. <laughs> A long time before he showed up. But I'm glad. <laughs> and he's absolutely right. I mean, he takes pride in blocking. Now, we're going to get him the ball. He's going to run the ball. He's going to catch balls. You know, he's going to do all these things. And before it's all said and done, he'll return kicks and, and all those things. He's going to be a dynamic player for us. And But I, I appreciate the fact that, that he likes to block and he takes pride in that. Uh, that's what gets you to the next level. Uh, it, ain't, it ain't whether, you know, I can run real fast or I'm going to catch my balls. It's They're looking at everything, and, and I think he understands that too, no question about that. Somewhere Coach Brinks is smiling, but he's also pounding his <laughs> fist on the table saying just what you did. We've been lifting weights for a long time, Malkeeston. Well, we started this conversation with you talking about blocking. That's how we end it. Both of you guys, you better come back and visit us again this year before the season's out. Keaston Fuller, Trent Williams, thanks for being our first special player guest of the season. Thanks, fellas. Thank you. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. we got some questions for Coach Usman. we still got these tickets to give away. If you've got questions, come on up to the table. Give them to me. I'll translate them back for Coach when we get back after the break. Spider Talk, 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM, ESPN, your home of the Richmond Spiders. Buzz and Ben's Real Barbecue is the official barbecue of the University of Richmond Spiders. Come enjoy our real 100% wood-cooked barbecue while you cheer on the home team. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue uses recipes handed down for over 150 years and is now available inside Robin Stadium. Can't make it to the game? Visit us on North Boulevard in The Fan or on Thursdays at noon at West Broad in Old Parham in the West End for the Spider Talk Radio Show with Coach Russ Huseman. For more information, visit us at buzzandneds.com. Buzz and Ned's and the Richmond Spiders, a winning combination. 
No matter what the size of your lawn is or how you like to maintain it, Arthur's Electric Service at 8910 Brook Road in Glen Allen has the Toro mower to match it. Arthur's knows how to treat you right. With a full selection of Toro mowers, knowledgeable personnel, competitive prices, excellent service, and financing available to qualified buyers. Arthur's and Toro, a tradition that has gone on for generations. Drop by Arthur's and see Toro's new mowers firsthand. Call them at 264-2513. That's 264-2513. Or go to arthurselectric.com. Soccer season is back in RVA. The Richmond Kickers 2019 season is underway with new head coach David Bulow and new ownership. Fun for the whole family. Stop by before to enjoy the Kid Zone, food vendors, beer garden, and live music every Saturday. Be part of the Red Army cheering on the Kickers at City Stadium, located just two blocks from Carytown. Special group seating sections, party decks, and birthday parties available. Get your game day or season tickets online at richmondkickers.com. Get out and support your Richmond Kickers. Football fans and tailgate enthusiasts, Sunday, September 22nd, is the first annual RVA Game Day Tailgate Festival at the Richmond Flying Squirrel Stadium Green Parking Lot, 3001 North Arthur Ash Boulevard. It's the biggest outdoor party of the 2019 football season. Whether you tailgate or not, represent your favorite team Sunday, September 22nd. Check out the games, the food, beverages, fun games and contests, music, and more. Gates open at 8 a.m. for tailgaters and 11 a.m. for all-inclusive general admission. Advanced tickets only and are available at eventbrite.com. And for more info, log on to gdtailgate.com. Proceeds to benefit assist student athletes. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. For all things spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's richmondspiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's richmondspiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's richmondspiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's richmondspiders.com. Weekdays, you're never more than 30 minutes from a Richmond Sports Center update. Stay updated here, 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. The lunch hour is going fast, and so is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. But there's still time for more Spider Talk with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman. Live on 99.5 and 102.7 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Handoff. Nope, Mancuso keeps left side, turns the corner, goal line, barrels through a defender, through the tackle of Wakeley, and in the end zone for the touchdown. Mancuso on the ground, his second rushing touchdown tonight. And Richmond capitalizes on this drive and takes a 37-6 lead with 27 seconds left in the third quarter. All right, final segment of the first edition of Spider Talk from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. Again, we're here each and every Thursday during the college football season. All right, a few questions for you, Russ, to take us up to the top of the hour. A little bit more of a preview of BC as well. And again, text, email us, um, tweet at us. Those are the way you can interact with Coach Huseman and our special player guests as well. Before we came on the air, one of the fans who was here today said to me, I loved our tempo on offense. Can you have Coach Huseman talk about the more up-tempoed offense that the team seems to be running this year? Uh yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't notice as much. Um, you know, we, we, we've been in no huddle, and, and I guess Keaston, Keaston, did we go a lot a lot faster than than anybody would have thought? But, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's situations. There's situations when you want to go fast. There's situations when you don't want to go fast. And, and uh, but, you know, I, I would say I, I can't remember. We're snapping the ball with how many seconds left on the clock. Uh, there was a decent amount of time. Was there? Yeah. That's Chris, good. Chris yeah. Anderson started complaining he didn't have enough time to talk on the television. Well, then we need to speed plays. it up. Yeah, so speed it up even more. Completely. Absolutely. Would be fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, I mean, it, again, it will be – you know, it will be dictated on the game and, and what we want to do. But I'm, I'm glad and, and, again, I'm, I'm kind of – 
I'm kind of staying out in case and will tell you I'm, I'm kind of staying out of the offensive fray and, and letting those guys call it and run it and do it and and uh, you know I probably screw it up more than than I help them in any way but uh, you know I just want to see points on the board first downs and hang on to the football all right question again and you alluded to this earlier about the special teams particularly the first two kickoffs the coverage was not great I thought the the one after well, two of the first three. I thought the one after the scoop and score where you had the penalty and actually had a kickoff from the 20, I thought that was actually pretty good coverage. I think you only got about 18 or 19 yards on the return, yeah. but that still got it to the 40-yard line because of where you had a kickoff from. Uh, how do you try to improve that, that kick coverage so that your freshman kicker doesn't have to lead special teams and tackles? Well, we start by telling the freshman kicker, kick it in the end zone. Yes. Uh, Which he did twice, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Uh, He's got a powerful leg now. I like him a lot. But uh, So we start by, by saying that. But we got to do a better job of covering. Uh, you, know, they, they, you know, they schemed us up pretty good as far as, you know, actually, again, Trent's on the kickoff cover team. And, and uh, you know, he's kind of the full player that, you know, we want to stay off the ball to go make a play. And, and they actually doubled him on the thing and and we got to get kicked to the sideline a little bit and and you know realistically we didn't do a great job on the backside so you know they they did a nice job and by the time we figured it out uh bobby maffey uh you know changed some things up and said all right let's let's free trend up let's let's get the double on somebody else and we switched alignments and and you know it, we, we we covered better but uh you know you can't you can't give one you know to to midfield ever and and so we'll improve on that, no question about that. All right, I want to get you to give us a final thought on Boston College this week, and I'm going to do it in this context. As many of you know, have listened to this show for a long, long time. Ivan was always our first caller, many times our only caller. We're not doing calls this year. We're going more high-tech with texts and tweets and emails. So we're going to end the show with a text from Ivan. Yes, he's high-tech enough that he can still text us, which he did, 638-9508. Anybody can do that. And it's the same kind of question, Coach. Hello, Bob and Coach. Congrats on your big win. I should do it in Ivan's tone of voice, but I can't really do that justice. The Spider offense and defense played great. What can you tell us about Boston College? Good luck in Saturday's game. Go Spiders, Ivan. Hello, Ivan. I know you're listening. Final I hope I hope you're doing good, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Boston College is is good. I mean, they they got a good football team. They're they're physical. They're 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 you know. I think on both sides of the ball, even defensively, they they got a physical mentality about them and everything they do. Very similar to us, scheme wise on defense. Is that I mean, I think you know they're not a whole lot of differences, but you know they are physical. You know, we, we cannot turn the football over. We got to hang on to the football. Um, and, and we can't give up, uh, you know, the big plays, whether it's play action pass or a kick or a punt return. And, uh, you know, we, we, we got to eliminate those and hang on to the football and then just battle and fight and claw and scrape and do whatever we got to do to, to get first downs, to score touchdowns, to get stops and, uh, you know, and, and then get this thing into the fourth quarter and, See what happens. And you've been in enough of these games. I asked the guys about the FBS games as well. At Chattanooga, you uh, pretty much took on any and all comers, including Alabama, and at any time during the season, beginning, middle, or end, right? Yeah, I mean, I think every program, every FCS program in the country has played a lot of these games. And, uh, you know, this will probably be my 11th or 12th one to play. And, and uh, you know, I think the one thing, too, is, is you know, just – you know, not to make such a big deal out of it. I mean, okay. let's just go play, man, and and, uh, and and have some fun and and you know, play football like we're supposed to play football. And 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 that's the way it should be. You know, if it's good enough to win, if we play like we're supposed to, and it's good enough to win, it's good enough. If you play good with great energy and and hang on to the football, and it's not good enough to win, it's not good enough to win. So let let's just go play and have some fun. I don't think no, I don't think anybody's kind of made such a big deal out of this even though it is pretty cool i mean I, I'm, I'm gonna be excited to go play and i know trent will and and keiston will but uh you know it's 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 a football game uh has this pending weather caused any issues for you guys at this point or not not yet um they're monitoring just to make sure we can get the flight out 
uh, in the time that we're supposed to fly out. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll know more this afternoon if any changes are going to be made in the, in the arrangements. But it's going to be uh, clear on Saturday afternoon for the game, so the weather's not going to be a factor there. might be windy, but uh, the, it'll be clear. And uh, I think, you know, depending on when we leave, it's going to be clear by the time we show up there. The question is, you know, what's the weather like when we're supposed to leave Richmond? Do we need to leave earlier, later, from somewhere else? Uh, but as of right now, they, they're saying it's a go when we want to leave. Let's go. <clears throat> Let's go get him. Thanks, yep. Coach. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate right. it. Thank you all for being here for our first show. Come on back next week and bring your friends with you. Uh, thanks again to Trent Williams, Keiston Fuller, our special player guest, Mitchell Bradley producing on location, Matt Joseph producing back at our ESPN Richmond studios. We're on the air at 3 o'clock with our pregame show, the TV coverage. It's not really TV coverage. It's online, ACC Network Extra. You have to be able to get the ACC Network in order to watch it on ACC Network Extra. We'll have a story up on our website at richmondspiders.com that will give you all the information about how to view the game. See you back here next Thursday at noon with the next edition of Spider Talk on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. Ed's Real Barbecue. Join us for lunch and Spider Talk Thursdays from noon to 1 p.m. throughout the college football season. This has been a live presentation from Learfield IMG College in association with Richmond Sports Properties and ESPN Richmond on the Spider Sports Network. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg. From the G Law Firm Studios, your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg. From coast 